Hello and welcome back to the final episode of the Christmas Cast. I'm your host Natalia, and we're in conversation with Pastor Jeremy. Today we talk about how beautifully God the Father scripted this entire cast as we wrap this podcast. Hi, Pastor Jeremy. Shall we just get into the content for today? Yes, Nat. Hi, everybody, and uh, good to be back with you. I have loved this series. We've never done this before because we've never done podcasts before, but we have been able to look at every character significant to the cast of Christmas. And today we come to the most important central characters. That is God Himself. He is the prime character, isn't it? Because He's the one. in the story he wrote the story then you have joseph and you have mary let's begin with joseph and then mary and then i want to end with god himself the scriptures in matthew trace joseph all the way back to adam but through king david joseph was of a royal lineage he himself wasn't royalty in terms of being a king or anything but he was of the line of david and because of that and jesus deriving his identity from the father his human father which is the typical jewish thing and genealogies jesus was able to fall in the line of a royal lineage joseph as a man was a very honorable man he was a young man and about the time to get married this man was guided by the angel to take unto himself mary and the given situation was uncommon because he was about to marry somebody who was already with child but it was an immaculate conception as god had brought about mary into this divine process of taking on flesh incarnating and becoming human for the sacrifice and for to taste death for all of us so mary is god's vehicle god's agency for the lord jesus to come about but since jesus cannot come through the seed of a man because he is the son of god the spirit of god came upon mary and entered mary and god to con flesh through mary powerful powerful story something that we should all sit and think about deeply but i'll get to that in just a minute joseph was a man who had to understand that given situation everything about his life was honorable he had to protect his honor and he had to protect the honor of his bride to be his fiance so he took on the challenge and what he thought was best to do was to put her away to put her away that is to secretly separate from her or divorce or break the betrothal so that her character and her reputation were not marred but god confirmed the fact that the baby was in fact of god and that he should just go ahead with this this man everything working against him with all the fears and uncertainties trusted god's word and took mary and never slept with her and never connected with her in that sense until the baby was born until jesus was born i must applaud the faith of such a man joseph is not talked about much and this aspect of his life is not preached about much but i think it's worthy of consideration isn't it as a key player in this entire story he just stood there with character with resolve with strength with faith and part of a process that he himself wasn't involved in i find that fascinating about joseph after the birth of the lord jesus and after he grew up the next time you hear about joseph is when he is running to the temple to look for jesus when jesus got lost among the crowds they thought he was with the cousins etc and that's it and then you never hear about joseph again but there it is 
one of the most powerful characters in the scriptures, a man who was not involved physically in the birth of the Lord Jesus, but by his lineage brought about Christ into the line of kingship. And we must be grateful for men like that, men who are faithful, men who are honorable, and men who trust God's word and know what to act on it. They know what to do with it. From there, let me take you to Mary. Everybody knows about Mary. Everybody has exalted Mary, even to the point of worshiping her and idolizing her. But Mary was a young, godly woman, a young, godly woman. And when called upon to be the human agency for the greatest miracle that would ever hit the earth is she would step up and be the right person for it. She presented herself to the angel saying, I am your handmaid, do with me as you please. A kind of a surrender and submission and a beauty of worship in that surrender as never seen before, never again. And Mary was taken on and the angel even said, you are favored, you are blessed above all women. And it's so true, isn't it? So Mary comes into the picture as a player to be the agency for Christ's birth. She's the one who carried Christ all those, those months and eventually gave birth to her. But you know what? That was not the hardest part. For Joseph, the hardest part must have been just dealing with the crowd, opinions, dealing with that whole situation, being faithful to his faith and his culture and, his, and the laws and still going about this entire thing. But for Mary, Mary would then go on to treasure in her heart. Do you remember that phrase? And Mary treasured these things in her heart. What did she treasure? The amazingly inappropriate things people said about a baby. What Simeon said at the temple on the eighth day when they took the baby to be circumcised, as is their custom. When the shepherds said what they said, when the wise men said what they said, when the angel said what he said. And this beautiful phrase about Mary was only made of her. It's only made about her. She treasured these things in her heart. That's different to just keeping it in your heart. That's storing up knowledge for future understanding. It's storing up knowledge for future understanding. It's, it's like downloading it now, but it will come to light. It will make sense later on. She knew that this man, which was being born through her, was to be the savior of the world. How on earth is that going to happen? He would give his life. How is that going to happen? And she would have to see and give up her baby for the whole world. She would have to look into the eyes of the Almighty God. And while she surrenders to God, she has God at his most vulnerable in the form of a baby in her hands. So while she's under God's protection, she's protecting the Son of God. I mean, that dynamic is something that we could never even imagine what it was like. And she played it so beautifully. We never hear about her bragging, complaining, any end of the spectrum. We do not hear from her about that. We only know this one thing, and that is she treasured these things in her heart. Isn't that amazing? So she's sitting there with the baby in her arms. She's worried about Herod and his desire to destroy the baby. She's worried about the long travel back on the donkey. She was worried about how she is going to bring up someone who is perfect, someone who's from God, someone who is going to be her Lord and Savior. How do you do that? I can only imagine the things that went through her mind. She then became witness to this boy growing up. At the age of 12, she almost lost the Son of God. And she got frantic like any other parent would, along with Joseph. The day he got lost in that long caravan of relatives, hoping that he was with the cousins, 
suddenly they realize he is back at the temple. They meet him at the temple, and Jesus is like, "Why, why, why were you worried? You should have come straight here. Did you not know I would be about my father's business? Did you not know I would be about my father's business?" Again, Mary is thinking, "Yeah, that's where he came from. He's going to be about God, the Father. He's going to be about his agenda. So he would have gone straight back to the temple, and they should have searched for him there." So these are the things that she watched. And as she watched and listened, she was a front row spectator to the salvation story of God. And she did not know how this was going to come about, but she also did not realize how painful this would be for her. Scripture says regarding Mary that even a spear would pierce her heart. And you can only imagine as a mother what the impending promises and the prophecy about Christ to be fulfilled would play on her heart. So after the year 12 when Jesus was found in the temple after that you skip all the way to 30 when he was baptized Mary doesn't play a vital role in any of those major initial events the baptism things like that but then you begin to see her around the place with the disciples and having a key interest in where Jesus was going now and again she pops up but then the main one is at the trial when she when she witnesses she's one of the women who witnesses the lord jesus being tried and then being crucified and being handed over as a first son's responsibility to john to take care of her in her old age and when that was done jesus died when jesus died and jesus rose again again there's not much of a mention of her but she's on the scene and she shows up here and there She was a player in the story all the way up to the ascension when Jesus left from the mount of olives and returned back to the father. I do not want to idolize Mary. I don't want to lift her up to more than just a godly woman, but she was a godly woman and she was a humble woman and she played her part perfectly. And that is what we need to be doing as well. Joseph played his part with all the fears and uncertainties, not understanding how God works. he did what he had to do mary not only played her part she had to go through severe pain on her own to see her son because as much as he was a son of god as much as he was the savior of the world he always will be her first son and you know what that's like for most women and that connection the bible says blessed is he who opens the womb holy is he who opens the womb and that connection think about hannah think about all the others is a very holy sacred connection and to see that child being given up for the greatest cause ever is something that we have to appreciate so praise god for these two powerful characters in the bible story of the lord jesus and finally there is god god has been writing the story from ages past in fact this was all a play out of what would have always been his plan in fact he wrote this in the old testament and people knew where he would be born and how he would be born and god had planned this remember that god is our first evangelist god is the missionary heart behind this entire story and jesus coming to take on flesh is not god's favorite part of the plan it is god's worst part of the plan it is the thing he really had to do because there was no other way it is the redemptive story it is the salvation story for god to become human for god to take on flesh means he had to taste death death is separation from god means that jesus had to be separated from the father who wants that who wants that but god the father isaiah 53 wanted 
us so bad back. He wanted reconciliation with us and forgiveness to be granted to us so badly that perfect blood needed to be shed. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So only God in all his holiness could take on flesh. Joseph and Mary may have played a part, but God was the part. He was the primary, pivotal, central character to the story. God the Father, not even Jesus. God the Father. And yes, Jesus and the Father are one, but God the Father has to remain the central character to this story. He sent Jesus to earth in flesh to the cross and back again so that we who were sinful could enter heaven, could be his own, could be brought back to him and could be redeemed. Jesus in the flesh was God's idea of redemption. Jesus in the flesh was God's idea of helping us have a mediator and a high priest who understands us. This is all God's idea. So God is not just a player. He is the star of the show. He is the the director, the scriptwriter, and the one who even funds the whole production. Without him, none of this would have come about. And the reason I give glory to God the Father is because that's what Jesus did. From the time he was born, he was all about the Father's business. At 12, he was about the Father's business. At 30, he says that the world may know that I love the Father and I do as he says. John chapter 14, verse 29, 30, 31. And then when he died, he said, into the hands I commit my spirit. And then when he rose again, he says, now restore me to my former glory because I have done on earth as you wished. And then he says to his disciples, do as the Father tells you to do. He will send the Spirit who will lead you into all truth. Jesus was all about the Father. Jesus was God in the flesh, playing the role of our mediator and playing the role of our kinsman redeemer, playing the role of our sacrifice, our kurban. But God remains the hero of this story. Blessed Christmas to each and every one of you. And may the Lord bless your thoughts as you think through Christmas and what it should be celebrated about. How do we celebrate not the birth of Jesus, but the plan of God? How do we celebrate the obedience of Christ? How do we celebrate the humanity of God in the flesh? How do we understand the power we now have and the connection we now have to God because God came down and lived among us? He is God with us and he is peace on earth. Have a great Christmas. And with that, we end the series. We talked about many characters. Do you happen to remember some of them? Well, there was Herod and there was Elizabeth and Zachariah. Yeah, we also talked about the genealogy, swaddling clothes. I like the shepherds and the angels. They're the only ones who got a cantata. The wise men just got a star. I mean, think about it. So yeah, on that note, let's end this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the cast and stories around them. Our main intent was to keep Christ at the center this December. Hope we've helped you through that and have a blessed Christmas. And we'll see you in another podcast.